Hello everybody, it's my privilege to introduce to you, all the way from the south side of Chicago, the man, the myth, the legend, my deal, your brother, the south side unicorn. It's Ken White, host of the Southside Unicorn Show, and today is Wednesday, which means it is Hump Day. Yeah. Woo-wee, man, we have so much stuff. You know that. If you're a radio junkie, if you're listening to the talk shows and all that, you know we got a whole lot we can be talking about. Well, today's show is titled, Is This America? With all the stuff that's going on, you almost have to start asking yourself, is this America? You know, so we're going to touch on the IG report, the USMCA uh, agreement, the fall impeachment, as I call it, F-A-U-X, fall impeachment, you know, and the uh, crossfire hurricane situation. Now, I don't want to get too deep into that crossfire hurricane situation, howsoever, there are some connected dots to the title of the namesake, and we'll talk about it uh, at some point in the show. Now, with so much stuff on the table, so many things we could talk about, I'm going to just start with this one simple ideal. We are being bullied, harassed, and just deprived of our right to be Americans in a safe, free America. What do I mean when I say that? Let me let me just try to highlight this. In the city of La Habra, a situation occurred. There were some Americans got in line at a local movie theater, you know, and decided they wanted to check out a movie. They paid their twelve dollars, went inside. Perhaps they even bought themselves a soda some popcorn, you know, and some junior mints. Because let me tell you something, nothing tastes better, nothing tastes better than buttered, salted popcorn and a couple junior mints just dropped in there, you know, here and there. That's some good popcorn. So there they are, in the movie theater, trying to take in a movie, you know, and enjoy their, their, their fair share of Americana. When two young men, or two men, whatever, come bursting into the theater, run all the way down to the screen, and guess what? They're wearing masks. Got the little Antifa-type thing going on. Now, does life imitate art, or does art imitate life? The title of the movie was No Safe Spaces. And what did these two jabronis do? Ran inside the movie theater and definitely turned that into an unsafe place. Now, the, 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 the kicker is they actually sat down and took in the movie for a while till somebody called the, you know, La Habra police. The La Habra police came and they made contact with them and basically, you know, removed them from the theater because that's a disturbing thing. You know, hell, you can barely wear a black trench coat these days anymore. But now here comes the part that gives me concern. You make contact with them and all this, 
but there were no arrests. Their names aren't being given out. And they should. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody has decided to declare war on America and on Americans. And how we respond to them anymore is going to determine whether this gets totally out of hand or if we can tamp it back down. If we can slap some sense into people. Because that's pretty much what time it is. I mean, when you look at the impeachment proceedings, the fall impeachment proceedings, you better go back inside this show and look at uh, or listen to the show that's called Lent Lynching. L-I-N-T, Lynching. That was the title of one of the shows. So just go back in the library and scroll down. You'll see it, Lent Lynching. All these people have done is taken a ton of minutia and just kept on sweeping it towards the door, kept on pulling it closer and closer, and made sure that you and I were assaulted by the term impeachment proceedings. We're drawing up the articles of impeachment. Look, and, and, and you know, I draw metaphors. You know I do that from time to time. If somebody kept telling you, I'm going to shoot you, I'm going to beat you up, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you know, I'm going to leave you, you know, whatever it is. If they say it enough, I'm going to leave you, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. There comes a point in time when you look them square in the face and you tell them, if you're going to do it, then damn it, do it. Just do it. But they won't. That's not what they're after, ladies and gentlemen. They're after our peace of mind. They're after our resolve. They want to wear us down. Now we have to understand this because there's no plan with them anymore. And it's not, a, trust me, it's not a whole bunch of people. They keep trying to tell you that whenever there's a consensus of the, the nation, it's like 49 to 51, 45 to, you know, to 55. No, when it comes down to what's happening to our country right now, the numbers of people who are truly willing, able, and capable of this psychological and political abuse that we're being subjected to, it's a real minority. It's a real minority. And as with, with a gang, because this is nothing but a gang too, you get them leaders. You get the ones that are stirring it up. And the rest will fade away. The rest will kind of fall off. They're only glomming on to and following the synergy and the energy of that leader group. You know, the Peter Strucks, the Comeys, the, the Brennans, the Obamas, the Clintons. You know, the Comeys, the God rest his soul, McCain's, the Stills. They're only following these people. And yeah, while they may think they share the same viewpoints with these, you know, iconic Democrat or leftist uh, leaders, they don't. They don't, you know, I got family members who are actually arguing over the fact that, you know, President Trump should be impeached and saying that he's tearing up the Constitution. Now, 
I don't know how to get there. You know, Jesus said it best. He said, a house divided cannot stand. He also said, you know, how can Satan cast out Satan? How is President Donald J. Trump harming the Constitution when he's fighting like hell to protect it? When he's giving us back more power than we've had in the last, I don't know, 25, 30 years? But yet there are people out there that the minute you mention the impeachment situation, the first thing out their mouth is, uh, he's blocking the Constitution. He's, you know, abusing his power and his authority. <sighs> There's actually nothing that President Donald J. Trump has done that goes outside the scope of his powers. Everything that he's done so far, you can look to the Constitution or any uh, laws or precedents that were set by even Bill Clinton. That he's doing exactly what's within his power to do. And yet, every morning, every afternoon, every evening, so far, the words you will have heard at least one time, and, and, and here comes the paradoxical you know, matter of it. The word is impeachment. There, I just said it. Impeach, 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 impeach. That's all we hear. That's all we get. Outside of the words, there's nothing to it. So yeah, Democrats, Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Chuck Schumer, Go ahead. Do your worst. Impeach the man and get it over with. And then, you know, they beat us up with this ideal, which, to be honest, you know, uh, Al Green should have been censured or he should have basically, something should happen to him politically, you know, for what he's doing. He is taxing the conscience of the nation with we're impeaching him right now, and if y'all go ahead and re-elect him, there's nothing that says we can't do it again. What the hell was that? And here we stand, letting him talk like that. The people of Texas owe America an apology. Colorado, Arizona, Texas, stop sending these crazy, mental ill defectives to Washington. Recall them, get them out of our faces. You guys owe the nation an apology for some of the people you have sent to Washington. And this Al Green is exactly one of them. Do not send him there again. Do you know what it takes inside of a man's mind, a woman's mind, whichever one you want to pick, to have, to have put this strain on the nation for the last three years and then turn around and tell us in our faces, oh, we're going to do it again. We're going to keep on doing it again. Well, then, my friend, you are not there for the purpose of helping America. You're there for something else. Perhaps the overthrow of our country. Perhaps the end of the American way of life. Because no decent American could sit there and see the pain on America's face and say to us, if you re-elect him, 
we're just going to impeach him again. That's to assume that they're going to have the House again. That's to assume, and God forbid, they get the Senate. Could you imagine what this would look like if they had control over the House and the Senate? We would have lost our president in the blink of an eye. We don't have time for this foolishness. Where have I heard that before? Ooh, let me not say that again. Uh, we have got to really get it together, America. I'm trying. I really wish people would start donating and empowering the Southside Unicorn Show. There's so much I want to do. There's so much that can be done. But I cannot do it without your help. We have got to get mobilized in a right now type of mindset. My God, we can't wait till November 2020. That will prove to be disastrous. Just like missing this station break will be. We'll be right back after these messages go nowhere. from the first break in the second segment now and let's talk about that IG report just a little bit shall we hey you know I don't know what's up with this Michael Horowitz you know I want to call him Michael Horrible you know should I say Michael Horrible Horowitz this dude you know what they should name a pretzel after this guy because he is bending over backwards twisting himself into a pretzel Try not to say the words that really need to be said. The FBI committed crimes. The FBI weaponized themselves to try to affect the outcome of an election. There, I said it for you, Mr. Horowitz. Who are all these people in our Washington wearing their $800 suits, making a hundred this thousands or a hundred that thousands? And they refuse to do their jobs. He is more concerned about protecting his homies, his cronies, his buddies over there in Washington than doing his job for the American people. I sat there and I listened to Lindsey Graham talk to this man for a while. It was like pulling teeth. He had to literally pull answers out of him. And oh, by the way, let's not forget those fascist, Marxist, nasty, fake media people and CNN and everywhere else. When a Democrat talked, they aired it. When a Republican started talking, they shut it off. America, we, we, we have got to get to a point where we're fed up. You know, we've got to, pardon me, we've got to get to a point well, we will boldly say we don't even want that kind of business in our country. Yes, we believe in freedom. Yes, we believe in this and we believe in that. But you know what? There comes a time when you just got to put your foot down. This Don Lemon and all these guys. Yuck. Freaking yuck. This is why our country is souring on the vine. 
because of them. Not because of you. Not because of your neighbors. Not because of me. Because of them. Can you imagine how much peace and quiet and how strong America would be if it weren't for the left and the mainstream media doing what they're doing? Okay, we're still going to stay on the IG report just a little bit more, but I want to bring up Bloomberg. Now, 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 I want you to get this. I want you to get this. They're trying to impeach, pre well, they're going to impeach President Donald J. Trump for abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, which is an absolute joke. But it originally started from the Ukraine and a phone call where they said he was trying to affect the outcome of the 2020 election by asking for foreign help in investigating a political rival. You know, because the Democrat mental illness is if you're running for office, that makes you immune to investigations. That makes you immune from any crimes you may have committed. That makes you Teflon in their eyes. But you got to be Democrat for that to be true. So think about Michael Bloomberg. Michael Bloomberg just put out word to all the Democrat Congress that if you're feeling a little heat, if you're feeling a little strange about impeaching President Donald J. Trump, well, don't worry. I'm going to go ahead and cut loose $10 million to help you with your campaigns if you feel like you're going to be affected by your vote. Well, there's three things about that one, y'all. Number one, isn't that election meddling? Isn't that trying to determine the outcome of an election, he should be removed from the competition immediately. Number two, if they did accept the money in return for their vote, isn't that a bribe? And number three, we're so tired of all of you. You could give them all your money, homie, and it doesn't change our vote. You can't buy our vote. The American people are going to vote you people out. The Democrat Party is done. But now somebody take this little segment here and get it to some legal authorities because I think Bloomberg just ripped his bloomers. You know what I'm saying? I think he just ripped his bloomers. He tried to affect the outcome of an election. He's trying to bribe Democrats for their vote. And three, it does, it does nothing. You know, I, I, I never, did you ever see the movie, um, and I know you did, 48 Hours, with Nick Nolte? But Nick Nolte had gone through so much, he had watched his uh, fellow officers be gunned down by this guy, the guy stole his gun, the guy got away a couple times, he wreaked havoc through the city, uh, Nick Nolte's uh, 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 chief or whatever was on top of him just yelling and screaming, he was under, he was, he had it. He had had it. And so when he confronted this guy in the alley, and the guy's like, you're a cop. You're not going to do it. Nick Nolte looked at him and said, you're over. Game finished. And even with Eddie Murphy being like, you know, the hostage, a barrier between him and this guy, you know what Nick Nolte did? 
He cut loose. Poo, poom, poom, poom. He did not care anymore. He did not care anymore. That's where and how we have to become. I don't give a damn. What else you throw in our faces? I don't give a damn. What else you got to say about President Donald J. Trump? We're going to deflect and protect. Deflect and protect. And come November, we're cutting y'all loose. You will be removed from power. You will not abuse us anymore. We trusted you. We gave you a chance. And this is the best you can do. So back to the IG report. Just like Bloomberg ripped his bloomers by doing what he by proposing what he has, I would like to say that Michael Horowitz has done a horrible job. Because he says that, you know, you got 17 glaring errors and omissions. You got all these uh, breakaways from procedure. Man, look, these guys are the top of the top of the top. Okay? On that level of the game, okay, on, let me just, use, I guess, use this analogy. LeBom James. Do you think LeBom James is going to double dribble? Would he do it? No. The answer is no. At a certain proficiency level, there are certain things that you just don't do. You know, I, I don't normally do it. I'm not doing it anymore now. But when I was in my career field, having been in it for 30 years, there were certain things that were extremely rudimentary. I mean, a first year, you know, employee might not get it. Some five year journeyman level, whatever. They might miss those things. But when you've been at the top of the food chain for 30 years, there's really no way to, to make certain errors. They don't happen. And I'm just talking about me in my regular, you know, industry. What about the FB freaking I? Those aren't errors and omissions. Those were intentional end arounds to push that steel dossier into a position where they could use it to get a Pfizer warrant. Now, for those of you who have the time or the inclination, why don't you go back through my Twitter around the time that President Donald J. Trump was newly minted, newly elected, and you will see for an entire week, an entire week, long before it became somewhat common knowledge, for an entire week, I sent President Donald J. Trump a warning. Please be aware that you are being bugged. That these people have thrown... They've thrown out the, the, the rules. Nothing fair applies to you, sir. You are under attack right now. And one of the things that ticked me off about it was what Obama did before he left office. He united all 13 investigative agencies. I jumped out of my chair and I screamed. I said, he's doing that to make a lattice, a network to destroy President Donald J. Trump when he comes in. Obama is a problem, y'all. We'll talk about him on another show. But that jabroni is a problem. And he has to be dealt with. He has to be put in a position legally and politically where he cannot affect this country 
in five to six years, which is his plan because of his youth. Obama's young enough to wake this stuff out and start all over again. But he's a story for another time. We're still talking about this IG report. Now, when it comes to that, and what this horrible Horowitz did to try to protect his homies, I propose this one idea. When you make errors and omissions that frequently and of that nature, well, anything you get from that should be considered the fruits of the rotten tree doctrine. That means everything gets thrown back out. And perhaps, right, and perhaps that's why Mueller just basically caved and stepped away. Because he is a, a legal genius. He's not dumb. He looked at all that malfeasance and all that stuff and what they did to Carter Page. And he could see the end game. He could see President Donald J. Trump right there. And President Donald J. Trump is undaunted. The man is coming for you. That's why Mueller was like, I just want out, y'all. Look, you do what you got to do. I want out. This thing is a mess. And I say, we call it the fruits of the rotten tree doctrine, which means everything and anything that they discovered or thought they discovered relevant to anything is now no good. Throw it all out. Which means somebody owes the American people about 50 to 60 million dollars. And I say that everybody whose name is attached to Mr. Horrible Horowitz IG report as committing errors and omissions. Well, let's send them that bill. I think President Donald J. Trump should turn right around right now and make everybody from Mueller all the way down. Oh, wait a minute. Epiphany. Mr. Horowitz just protected them from that because on the onset, what did he do? He declared the investigation lawful. So, okay, that, 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 that kills that. Now, you know, as we even discussed the show, revelations are coming out. That's part of why Horowitz declared the investigation initially totally legal and within bounds. Because if he had come out and said that this thing was wrong from the onset, man, Carter Page is getting paid. Well, he's still going to get paid. But you could have added a couple more zeros to that if the Horowitz report had come out saying this thing was, you know, bogus out the gate. So he, he saved his boys from my, my idea, which was to go ahead and sue them all. Just sue them and make them pay us back our money. For the Russia collusion investigation. But my, my, my man Horowitz right here. Kind of put the bite on that. By saying. Oh no it was it was totally fine. They made some mistakes here and there. But everything's cool here. I don't think Barr would agree with him. I don't think you agree with him. I know I don't. It's not sitting well with me. Our America. Is being messed up. And. The younger generations, I'm writing them off. This, this, they're not even qualified to have this fight. But sadly, they're the ones putting on the mask and trying to fight us. We're going to have to roll up our sleeves and get ready to put in the most work because our, our country's been damaged really bad. But you know what? We got more show to talk about. We got that USM, USMCA to talk about and other stuff. We'll be right back after these messages.
well, the president can name his son Baron. He can't make him a Baron. So Obama is not in office anymore. So leave her alone. Let her live her life. She's fine. She's doing what teenagers do. So while the president can name his son Baron, he can't make him a Baron. She had to deal with eight years of being a presidential fir- uh, yeah. first daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and it wasn't like an easy role for oh them. Gosh, yeah. I think she deserves a drink. Hey, 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 everybody. We're back for the third segment of the Southside Unicorn Show on Wednesday, Hump Day. And we've been talking about a lot of stuff. We went through, you know, the fall impeachment. We talked a little bit about the IG report, which is totally, an, it's an added embarrassment. Added embarrassment. We're trying to get back to normal. And, that, well, were we ever normal, I guess, is one of the questions we could ask. But we're trying to get to some place that makes some kind of sense. And we got people ensconced in our government who are just looking out for each other and working it and working it and saying, okay, man, I'm not going to mess you up. I'm going to go ahead and say it's errors and omissions. This is the very heart of the problem in our governance. The true might and power of our government and, and conversely our country is being siphoned out by a corrupt oligarch of people who got it good on the government dole. President Trump is doing right. It's time to squeeze and get these cats up. You know what? Even if he wasn't there to quote-unquote drain the swamp, I think it's time that we start to ensure a definite rotation of people. I don't think anybody who is a political force... Now, you can have your career government employees okay fine and put some constraints on them but these politicians and whatnot I don't think anybody should be in governance longer than 10 years and you know that's because of the way the senate works and and congress works you know the six year thing four year thing two year thing you know okay fine I don't think anybody should be in our government more than 10 years and why because of this right here because of what we got going on right now. Because nasty Pelosi has been around since I was literally riding a bike to the lake on the south side of Chicago. She's been in our government. Don't you know that that's put like a calcification on her mind? Of course she's incensed that President Donald J. Trump is trying to lead. Nobody else has ever done it. Well, President Reagan did. Now that I've learned more about them bushes, I can't believe I got to agree, you know what I mean, with Reverend, you know, Jerksy Jackson, because he said when he ran for president, he said, stay out them bushes. And now I'm, I'm beginning to see that there, there is something up with them, that the Bush family, something's up with them, you know, which explains why we are where we are today, because they weren't, they weren't necessarily leading. They were trending. They were freaking trending, is what the Bushes were doing. And President Donald J. Trump, well now, we have a real live, no joke, dyed in the blonde hair. You know, I would say wool, but 
His hair ain't woolly. Leader in this man. This man is leading. Now, see, if you were like one of those people that's used to just dancing by yourself on a dance floor, you let some man come up and say, may I have this dance? And the man knows how to waltz. The man knows how to do the tango. But you don't. Because you've been dancing by yourself. Of course it's going to look awkward. He might even step on your toes a little bit. Because you don't know how to dance. That's Nancy Pelosi. That's the career politicians in Washington. That's Chuck Schumer. That's Adam Schiff. They are incensed that this man would take to the dance floor and outdance them. Now, the USMCA situation. President Trump put that together. He did it using the art of the deal. And now, on the same day that once again, they beat us upside the head. Thunk, thunk, thunk. We're going to impeach you. We're going to draw up articles of impeachment. Then do it already. Damn it. Do it. And shut up about it. But no, no, no. Oh, no. They got the articles of impeachment on one hand. And to mock, to mock President Donald J. Trump. Because they are the do-nothing Democrats. They are the do-nothing Democrats. What do they think? What do they think they showed the American people? And look at here. We're signing the USMCA deal. We did that. And here's the kickers, ladies and gentlemen. I, you know, I, I put my little tweets out. Does the president see them? Does he get them? I hope so. I don't know. I know that when I put out the tweet that he was being bugged, I think on the third day or the fourth day, the man went downstairs and went to the microphones and said, I cannot believe I'm being bugged. So, you know, there's that. Well, I put out a tweet yesterday. You can go check it out on at Ken White. 4444 on Twitter because if you go to the Twitter page at Ken White 4444 it'll lead you to all the other pages and of course you'll see what I wrote to him and I said and I even wrote it to the Secret Service okay am I, am I, am I being you know weird of course not it is tactically unwise for our president to go to Mexico with Nancy Pelosi to sign this USMCA deal. Do it somewhere else. Do it. I don't know. Do it in North in South Korea. I don't care. Don't do it in Mexico. Because check this out. And, and, and it struck me wrong. Maybe if you go and look for yourself. You'll see it. It might strike you wrong too. Nancy Pelosi finally. After a whole year. Of cheating Americans out of those thousands of jobs. To play politics. Now to play politics. She signs it. And seconds later. The Mexican president. Thanks Nancy Pelosi. For signing the USMCA deal. And I thought about it. I said to myself. Self. How much does Nancy Pelosi. Hate the president. Oh she hates him a bunch a bunch a bunch. How low would she go to do something to or about this man? 
Well, she's proven that. She has torn up a nation trying to get at President Donald J. Trump. She has embarrassed herself to a point of almost pity. Nobody should debase themselves to the point that nasty Pelosi has, but she's done it all the same. The Mexican government is embarrassed. The Mexican government don't like President Donald J. Trump. And President Donald J. Trump said something about them that should have them very worried. And I think that they are. You've seen all the stuff going on down there in Mexico. You've seen where the police literally gave back a prisoner. Might give up. Might give up. You know, they gave El Chapo's son back. And I've said it, and I'll say it again. If they had been honorable law enforcement agents, they'd have dumped on that fool and handed it back the body. But not these guys. Not the not the Mexican federales and, and, and the, the fighting men of Mexico. No, they gave that man back. And here's the sad part. The very officers who did survive the encounter that day, oh man, days later, one of them got shot to death in his car coming out of a grocery store. So he ended up dead anyway. So if I was about to go, if I must die, if I must surrender my life, then I'm going to make you pay one hell of a price for it. That's what being an American is about. The land of the free and the brave. Now back to Mexico. President Trump offered to help them with a drug problem. And what did the president of Mexico do? No, 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 no. No, we good. We don't need no help. The hell you mean you don't need no help? The drug cartels are better financed and better armed than your military. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold that. They are your military. Huh. And our president is going to go to Mexico with... uh, uh What's her name, gosh darn it? You know who I'm talking about. Nasty Pelosi and her entourage. He's going to go to Mexico with them? No. Don't do it. You know? There, there's just times you got you to gotta be a little bit more circumspect, you know, than what we're being. Don't do it. So that's, that's, my, that's my take on the USMCA matter. Uh, mark it in your, in your books. Praying, you know, praying for a safe trip for our president, obviously, because ch- chances are high he's still going to go with her. And I, I just wouldn't do it. I, I talked to the uh, president of Mexico. He'd have to come here. Or at worst case, we meet someplace neutral. But I don't think I, I don't think I'd want to be sending my president to Mexico under these conditions and with that woman in particular, you know. And oh, let me let me just put this out there while it's on my mind. You know, that's that's the beauty of the Southside Unicorn Show. Check out the group page. Go to Facebook forward slash I think is uh, Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Ken White four 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 four, and it'll put you into the group page too. And you'll see. You know, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, and I just can't come off of it. I, I I must speak what I must speak, and I've been saying. Soon, soon, you will see an unholy alliance between, uh, what is his name? Gosh darn it, it jumped out of my head real quick. Um, 
He ran for president. Come on, guys. How in the heck did that happen? John Kerry and um, he's a Mormon. Now, see, that's that's going to mess me up right there. I got I to gotta take a, a break for a minute. Mitt Romney, that's his name, Mitt Romney. Oh, I can't believe I had that little bit of a, a brain stop right there, ladies and gentlemen. But it's because of what I've been writing on, on the Facebook group page for the last couple of weeks. I said there's something going on with, with Mitt Romney and John Kerry. There's a, there's a, a synergy, a connection. That's what was shown to me. There's a connection between Mitt Romney and John Kerry, and it's going to evidence itself. It has nothing good or positive towards our beloved President Donald J. Trump. And I'm going to say, because it's starting to look like that's what it might might just be, but I, I'm going to say that uh, it looks like their children may have had their hands in the cookie jar of Ukraine like all the rest of those kids did. You know, from the Democrat world. Well, Mitt Romney technically is not a Democrat. But it looks like his kid was over there in the Ukraine getting paid too. And it looks like, and, and this is just me talking right now. Looks like Mitt Romney and Kerry could be working behind the scenes to try to make sure that the rest of the dirt doesn't come up. And that's why I'm saying it's not it's not good that the president go, go to Mexico with, uh, um, um, What's her name? See, now that's, that's really weird. I'm having these, these brain farts all of a sudden. Nasty Pelosi. There's just something, you know, I'm trying to get so much out, but yet I'm trying to be careful. So please forgive me for stepping over my words a little bit on this particular show. But there's a lot of moving parts going on. And I'm trying to be careful not to, you know, say too much. But man, it's just a bad soup. Okay, it's just a bad soup. And keep an eye out for Mitt Romney and John Kerry. There's something about those two connected that uh, we we should be a little concerned about is all I'm trying to say. Um, in this fourth segment, we're going to go ahead and, and do some talk about this crossfire thing because uh, there's just something about it that you gotta you gotta understand. Very interesting, very unique, and only I can see it. I guess the way I see it, and I'll share it with you in the fourth segment. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, this is Kim White, host of the Southside Unicorn Show, and we are back for the fourth segment. And, uh, hey, check this out. Crossfire. Crossfire Hurricane. Do you know why they named it that? Do you have any idea why they named it that? They may tell the public one thing. But you know what? Gosh darn it, I can't do it. I can't do it. 
I was I was gonna sit right here and explain to you guys why they named this situation Crossfire Hurricane and I can't. Now if I ever run across you in person, I will I will explain it. I do apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna we're gonna have to switch gears and, and uh discuss something else because I I remember the promise I made myself relevant to the information that is connected to why this thing is named Crossfire Hurricane. And I was going to explain it, but I, I, I just better not. Um, gosh darn it, I really regret that. You know, that's not my style, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you who've listened to the show for over the last year, you know, I, I pretty much will say what's on my mind. But you got to trust me on this one. Um, it's not wise that I, that I explain it. Um, let's let it just play itself out and uh, maybe someday I can I can share something with you some of you who know me personally you know because you were there when I spoke it I spoke it and then it happened and then I explained to you why exactly all that stuff went down and for those of you who know what I'm talking about and what it was I spoke on you think about the term crossfire hurricane and then think about what I said to you that came to pass and make the connection. I regret I can't share with everybody else on the open air like this. It's just not prudent. So now, enough of that. This young girl, Greta, Greta the, you know, the, the global warming girl, <laughs> what did she say to us? You stole my, my youth, you stole my this, you stole my that. You, the adults, come to us looking for answers. And then what, what, what does the left do? Instead of doing what any adult should do, which is, okay, little girl, we sorry, my bad. We're going to let you go on back to play with your Barbies. I mean, that is if 16-year-old girls still play with Barbies. You know, we're going to let you go back to playing with your Barbie and all that. And we, we, you know, we sorry we bothered you. No, no, no. Not the Democrats, not the leftists, not the global warmest or climate change, you know, uh, church. No, they name her Person of the Year in Time Magazine. That's like doubling down. That's like taking more of her youth. Because now you re, you, you re put her back on the spotlight again. And the girl told you she's mad at us. Because we stole her future. We stole her youth. And now y'all going to make her person of the year on Time Magazine. That's just cold. I'm here to gloat. My satellites show there are 4,472 humans remaining on the surface of the Earth. They will cease to exist in under 48 hours. What do you want from me? You want me to say that you've won? You've wiped out humanity. No, quite the opposite. I want you to stop me. To stop, stop me. To stop I want you to stop me. Behind you. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. And yet, 
I'm one of the lucky ones. You're all going to die, People Daddy. are suffering. People are dying. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. We are in the beginning of a mass extinction. And all you can talk about is money and fairy tales of eternal economic growth. How dare you? How dare you come in here and lecture me? How dare you, sir? How dare you come into this office and bark at me like some little junkyard dog? I am the President of the United States. Yeah, so little Greta is back on the scene. You know, when they came to her and told her that she was Person of the Year, she should have looked at them and said, How dare you? But, you know, I wonder if there's any money attached to it. Does she get paid for being Person of the Year on Time Magazine? You know, I, I just I, I just don't get it because, you know, I know some people personally who should be on that page. I mean, the the partisanship of, of the Time magazine for doing that the way they're doing it is wrong. That's why, you know, I say we should go ahead and make our own, you know, periodical or magazine and then and, and get away from, you know, Time magazine and whatnot because... There are other people out there who deserve recognition just as much as this young lady, you know, uh, Greta. What about Presley, you know, the uh, persistence? He's out there cleaning up Baltimore, cleaning up Chicago, cleaning up Los Angeles, cleaning up the Democrat mess, which is actually taking care of climate change, global warming. And Time magazine couldn't seem to find their way to mentioning him, you know. And, and that is the, the sad part of having to share a nation with these people. They're just horrible. They're so one-sided, you know, that, that they, they don't even have the decency to recognize a, new, a number of people. They only recognize those people that push the agenda. Tokyo Rose is jealous. You know what I'm saying? She's like, oh, poor American sailors. You have to deal with the new mainstream media, don't you? There you are missing your girlfriend, and she's working for the New York Times. Yeah, they're making Tokyo Rose jealous with the way they're pushing propaganda on us. So yeah, Greta, person of the year. Go figure. Now, when it comes to this impeachment thing, <laughs> I don't know. If I'm trying to put myself in the mind of a Democrat. Here you are trying to tear this man down. You're trying to just beat him. You know? And he is not stopping. He's unbeatable. He's undauntable. Unflappable. You know? He did... Somebody did a, a cartoon using the, uh, the Thanos character from the Marvel's comics. And it shows, you know, Trump... Which I don't like that because... We all know that, you know, Thanos ultimately loses in the end. So, I, you know, it's a weird thing to do. But they have him, you know, they have Donald J. Trump in the, in the form of Thanos. And he's snapping his finger and saying, I am inevitable. Well, you know what? To be honest, never have I seen that be more true than the way it looks for 2020. I don't want to put the Malokis on it. I don't want to jinx it. We got to roll up our sleeves and start manning these polling boots. We got to be the election supervisors. You know, those are some of the things I want to start doing, but I need the help because here in my area, I'm going to need to get an office space. I'm going to need to be putting in time. 
beating the grounds, knocking on doors, looking for the people that we can conscript to go and be poll workers, to go and be election supervisors. I want to find them. I don't want people to just accidentally, you know, go up on it. If you help me, if you empower me, these are the things I'm going to do, as I would say, within at least a 25-mile radius, 30-mile radius of where I'm at. And maybe other people will follow my lead and do the same thing. We have to go and beat the hedges and the highways and find the people, train the people, motivate the people, cultivate the people, and make sure that in November 2020, we have eyes on the ground watching this election. We had better do that because we'll lose at the ballot box if we don't. And so I don't want to just be just a voice on a show for the president. I want to start being a viable force. And I need your help for that. You'll, you'll see how to donate if you want to. I mean, two bucks, three bucks, who cares? You know, until we can get everything going and get the people in my community mobilized. Those of you who want to volunteer now, you heard my voice, you heard the show. Get in touch with me so we can start building our roster. So we can start figuring out, okay, you're close to this polling place. You live close to this one. Let's get the materials. Let's get the pamphlets on what it takes to become a poll supervisor or to work the elections. We're going to practice it. We're going to make sure we have a network with each other. Let's get a hold of this, the California GOP. Let's make sure that if there's lawyers or investigative teams that we might need to call if we see some kind of suspicious stuff, let's start getting this going. I am offering myself up. For that but I need your help to do it so yeah these are the things and more that we we have definitely got to do but I'm back to the back to the impeachment thing the man's numbers is growing he was at 48 percent when they first started going impeach and draw up letters of impeachment and impeach he was at 48 percent when <laughs> when they first started my man's in them is at 51 percent and climbing and this is based on people that they use to get their polls. Quinnipiac or Quinnipiac, you know, eh, tongue twister for me. They are getting these numbers from the people that the Democrats would get their numbers from. So it's kind of hard for them to say that this ain't real, that this ain't, you know, uh, true stuff. The man's numbers are rising. So I was saying to myself, I think we need to reach out to the Democrat Party and tell them, stop listening to Nasty Pelosi, Adam Schiff, and Chuck Schumer. We're going to offer you amnesty. If you don't vote for impeachment, let them fall on their own swords. Let them be destroyed by their own momentum. Those of you who are still Americans, decent politicians who hope to survive these unhappy times and get into a new political body of governance, step aside from this impeachment vote. Don't do it. We'll show you some mercy. This is, you know, a nation of God and we are a godly people and we will forgive you if you give us something to forgive. So go ahead and step aside. Some of you Democrats who will get wind of this because I, I know for a fact a lot of them listen to this show. And I'm talking about Democrat Congress people. They listen to the Southside Unicorn Show. So step aside. And go ahead and let her take her vote. And don't let her get that 218. Let it let it be some bizarre number that's far less than even the approval to move forward with an impeachment. Do you understand 
the break in momentum towards a terrible America, you would set into motion if you just step aside. Don't vote for that impeachment. It's wrong. And the way that Adam Schiff carried it out and dragged it across the line, you don't want you don't want your name attached to that. You don't want no parts of that. Because history will write on some day just exactly what the hell happened. And it ain't going to be favorable for the Democrats. Adam Schiff, he's ruined, his, he's ruined his whole life. He is ruined. Come 2020 or whatever, or even the years beyond that, nobody's going to look at Adam Schiff with any respect. Can you imagine an 80-year-old Adam Schiff? He's going to be just as bad as Reed over there in Las Vegas. With his black eye. No pun intended. Nobody wants to be really a part of this stuff. Can we all just get along? It's time to try to heal America. It's time to, it's time to try to fix our nation. Uh, and that's going to happen with you. It's going to happen with me. You guys are going to share the show. You're going to tell people, this dude, Ken White, the Southside Unicorn, he's out there spitting stuff that we ain't going to hear in any other way. Same issues. Same stuff my friends out there talking about. Because they're, they're my friends. I love I love all of them out there doing the different shows. This and that and the other thing. I kind of do a little bit of conjecture. The facts. And, and, and allow us room to ask ourselves. Just what the hell is going on? You know because just repeating what these the Democrats are doing. That's not enough. We do have to throw it against the wall. And see what's up. See what sticks. Because these guys is working us like a job. We have to come together. Band together. Support each other. Put that coffee down tomorrow. And just go ahead and donate to the Southside Unicorn Show. You should do it. And watch my smoke. Watch what I do. With the love, help, and support from my listeners. It's time to do a noun thing. It's time to get into this fight. Like we really want to win it. That'll be us. That'll be you. Thank you for sharing this time with me. There's nothing I'd rather be, nothing I'd rather do than being right here doing this show for you. This is Ken White, host of the Southside Unicorn Show, and we are out.